This is Soul Saturations, the podcast, a transformational container to activate the light within you. I'm Kendall Merritt, your host and the founder of Soul Saturations. We are here to deeply connect with soul-centered sensuality and sexuality in relationships, business, and life so you can access your power and remember your true presence. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Saturations, the podcast. I would like to invite you now to please join me in honoring the woo and setting the mood and connecting with the energy that exists within you and around you. If you are able, please close your eyes and take a few moments to get comfortable. As you are closing your eyes, bring attention to the energy that exists around you and within you. What do you notice? Notice your breathing. Notice how you feel. Notice just all the subtle sensations that exist around you. And as you start to bring awareness to this energy that exists within you, I'm going to invite you to start to deepen your breaths. So breathe deeply and expansively. Breathe all the way in past your lungs, past your belly, all the way down into your pelvic bowl or your sex center and feel that expand all the way up. As you're breathing this deeply expansive energy, feel your pelvic floor expand. And as you exhale, lift your pelvic floor and feel that energy run up the back of your spine. Let's take a few deeply expansive breaths together. So breathe in and out. Notice your energy move and shift. Let's breathe in again and out. Take a moment to notice where pleasure exists in your body. Find something that feels delicious, something that feels so good in your body right now. It could be your breath moving across your lips as you breathe in and out through your mouth. This could be your hair gently touching your shoulders or maybe just the comfortable chair that you may be sitting in. Feeling maybe the earth underneath your feet. Just take a moment to find pleasure in your body and really start to appreciate that. At this time, we want to call on our guides of the highest and greatest good, and we ask that they cleanse, clear, and release any energy that is not of the highest, that is not of our making, and is contrary to what we are creating for ourselves and others, and lovingly return back to source. We ask that our power be called back forth to us so that we can stand fully in our purpose and our presence. We do this with so much love and so much gratitude. And so it is. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Soul Saturations, the podcast. Today, I am so excited to bring you another solo podcast. We're going to be talking all about one of my favorite topics, self-pleasure. So when we start to think about self-pleasure, masturbation, making love to yourself, this can bring up a lot of energy for a lot of people. This episode is going to be released in the last week of May. So we are rounding out Masturbation May. This is a month that us in the sexual health and wellness industry like to celebrate all things masturbation. And so it brings up a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different industries and different things to consider. So what I want us to start off with is I want you to think about your self-pleasure practice. And we can't start to reframe our perspective without first considering where we've been. 
So when you start to think of masturbation and self-pleasure, what's your first reaction? How do you initially respond? So is it something that feels expansive to you? Is that like, oh yeah, I love my self-pleasure practice? Or is that something that you get a little bit of contraction and constriction around of like, oh, maybe there's some shame and guilt and some stuff that still exists around that. So when we can start to consider our beliefs and our perspectives around masturbation and self-pleasure, it's really helpful to first start off by looking where your beliefs came from. How were you raised? How did your family talk to you about masturbation and self-pleasure? Maybe you had a religious upbringing, and so maybe there's some shame that exists around that. So when we start to think about our beliefs and our perspectives around self-pleasure, they're not always encouraging or powerful to consider. So looking at your past beliefs with gratitude and say, that's okay, this belief has gotten me this far in my life and you get to make a choice whether or not that belief is going to serve you moving forward. So one of the common beliefs that exist around masturbation and self-pleasure is that it tends to be something that is laced with shame and guilt. It's very sinful. And so people who grew up with that belief tend to have a really challenging time with not only their masturbation practice, but also their sex life moving forward. So I know that when we talk about this in terms of men and women, they they have similar but also really different experiences. So a lot of people talk about being the little boy who grew up with these sexual urges. His penis starts to get hard and he doesn't really know what to do with it. If he grew up in a religious household, that's often something that was very shamed and not something that was allowed to be embraced and really experienced. So these little boys grow up with these urges and these desires and they're taught that touching themselves is wrong, yet they do it anyways. So what they do is they tend to have really hard, fast, intense stimulation that they are hiding and trying to sneak before their mom comes and knocks on the door and catches them. So what happens with this belief is that they are training their nervous system and their physical body that they need this intense stimulation to get off. And they, as soon as they hit the goal of ejaculation, they are automatically filled with guilt and shame and all of these challenges. So these little boys grow into men who watch porn and believe that sex should be hard, fast, intense, and that the end of sex is the finish of an ejaculation. And oftentimes, as women, we experience different types of pleasure. So when we're having sex with men with these beliefs, it doesn't always feel good. But the beliefs for women around masturbation is oftentimes that it's also shameful. It's also something that can be really guilty. So most women don't spend time touching themselves. Or if they do, they're not really sure how to do it or what the purpose behind it is. So a lot of women who grow up without masturbation don't grow up with a relationship with their sex center, with their pussy. They've never even looked in the mirror. And so when they start to have sex as they're growing older and turning into adults or young teenagers, they don't know what feels good in their body. And so they're having sex with the little boys who have grown up with hard, fast stimulation. They don't know their own bodies. They don't know what feels good. So the sex they're having is really fucking mediocre and it doesn't feel good. And most of the time it lasts about all of three minutes. So As adults, we tend to carry these beliefs with us. And so as we're starting to reframe and rewire our beliefs around masturbation and self-pleasure, you have to honor your journey of where you've been. Now, those were some extreme examples. And if you have something that is somewhat similar to that, you're not alone. A lot of people have those experiences. So when you can start to look at how your self-pleasure journey has evolved over your life, that's one of the things that makes you unique and to remember that your journey is exactly perfect for who you are. So as we look at society as a whole, the current beliefs around self-pleasure and masturbation aren't far off from that little boy and little girl today. 
Now, thankfully, society is starting to expand their awareness and their level of comfort when it comes to self-pleasure and masturbation. The vibrator movement has done wonders for women and pleasure across the world because everybody can have a vibrator now. It's so easy. It's so accessible. And at least we're starting to talk about sex, pleasure, and masturbation. But when we look at a lot of the common societal beliefs around self-pleasure, it still tends to be very goal-oriented, very focused on reaching that finish line, reaching the goal of orgasm and ejaculation. Now, we'll get into this belief a little bit later, but when that's the only goal, that's the only focus, we miss so much more that our self-pleasure is really capable of. I talked a little bit about vibrators. Vibrators are something that are super common. And I'd like to say that there's nothing wrong with vibrators. And when we can start to choose these perspectives that honor our journey of self-pleasure, we want to go a little bit deeper. I talk so much about soul-centered sexuality and how to connect on a deeper level, how to drop into your body so that you can really fully embrace and embody the highest version of yourself and have that beautiful connection to source and spirit and your life force energy. And I believe that self-pleasure is your doorway. It's your window. So when we can start to first reflect on our past experiences and our current beliefs around self-pleasure, we're starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together. We're starting to get a full understanding of where we are. So one of the things that I would like to question you with is when you are self-pleasuring, masturbating, whatever word feels more comfortable to you, making love to yourself is one of my personal favorites. But if you are doing that process where you're following something that tends to be more goal-oriented, you're looking for that release, you're looking for that orgasm, you're looking to reach ejaculation, maybe you use a vibrator, maybe you don't, but it tends to be that more intense stimulation to reach a peak point and then you release with an orgasm and then that's it. How does that make you feel afterwards? Do you feel inspired? Do you feel lifted up? Do you feel expansive in all of those energy centers in your body? Or are you feeling kind of like, well, was that it? Is there something more? What else could I experience? So start to reflect on your journey and what feels good. So I want to offer a few perspectives for you to consider when it comes to self-pleasure, masturbation, and making love to yourself. As I said, when we can start to shift away from a goal-oriented perspective, we can move away from the goal of orgasm, we start to open up deeper levels of pleasure, of experiences and connection to self. So when you can choose the intention that your self-pleasure practice is something that is going to connect you deeper into yourself, to connect you deeper into your physical body, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're starting to explore. We are naturally sexual beings and pleasure is our divine birthright. It drops us into our physical body. It is the direct channel to source spirit and energy. And when we start to think about our sexual energy that moves through us, that is constantly running through us, that is our creative life force energy. It is how we show up with passion and vitality and just a lust for life. So those of us who don't have a really healthy self-pleasure practice can often feel our sexual energy be quite stifled. That also means that our creativity can be somewhat stifled. So self-pleasure is a great way for us to connect with that energy. Now, I talk a lot about the four centers of your body, where we talk about our mind, our heart, our gut, and our sex center. When we started the meditation at the beginning of this recording, I asked you to breathe all the way down into your sex center. So most people associate their sexual energy with this lower energy center, your sex center. So this is your cock, your pussy, your womb space. It's that lower region. So when people are feeling horny or turned on, they feel a pooling of energy down in their sex center. 
And that's super common. That's why this goal-oriented perspective exists in the first place is there's this buildup of energy in the sex center when you masturbate or self-pleasure, use a vibrator, you're looking for a release of that energy so you can feel it actually like go out from you and drop out of you. But when we can, again, shift that perspective on self-pleasure, we get to then start to think about how can I circulate this juicy, delicious, creative life force, sexual energy that exists within me. So instead of just keeping it pooled in your sex center, why not pull that energy up through every center of your body, through every cell in your being so that you feel turned on as fuck? Who doesn't want to feel turned on in life, in their day-to-day experience? Again, pleasure is your divine birthright. You should feel that in every every single moment of every single day. So self-pleasure is a way for you to move that energy. When you can start to move this energy up into your belly, up into your heart space, up to clear your mind, you will feel clarity, you will feel confidence, you will feel creativity, you will feel passion, you will feel all around like the best version of yourself. So this energy that exists within us is a way that we can connect to our highest selves. And this wisdom that exists within our body, we get to access through our self-pleasure practice. So again, our self-pleasure practice is a way to connect with us, the highest version of you, what feels good, all the things that make you feel clear. But as we start to look at our journeys of self-pleasure, again, not everybody has a super healthy perspective or loving and open, welcoming perspective of self-pleasure. So sometimes when we actually go to self-pleasure, there can be a lot of stuck energy and stuck emotions. So our self-pleasure practice can be a way for us to drop into that internal wisdom of your body. And it's a way for us to release some stuck emotions. So I talked how orgasm can be a release and sometimes that's exactly what you are craving and that's what you're longing for and that's okay. And when we can look at the deeper levels of our pleasure, we can actually connect with the energy that exists in our sex center. So we hold a lot of our emotional stress, our daily stress, tension, trauma, we hold a lot of that in our sex center. So for both men and women, it's really common to experience pain during sex or just a tightening and too much tension and energy that gets stuck within our pelvic floor muscles and within our sex center. So using self-pleasure as a way to connect with that energy is a way that we can start to release some of that energy. So I'll speak to that a little bit more when I get into some of the different techniques of touch in your self-pleasure practice and being able to connect with these different reasons, these different ways to start to think about why should your self-pleasure practice exist in the first place. So as you know, I'm very much a big teacher around the framework of purpose, intention, and impact. You guessed it. Take the time to reflect on your purpose, your intention, and your impact of your self-pleasure practice. Why would you want to have a self-pleasure practice in the first place? Why does it matter? Maybe it is to rewire and reframe some of those old beliefs that you've had to really start to build a healthy relationship with your sexual energy. Maybe you want to feel more turned on or more creative or more passionate in life. So when you can start to think about that purpose behind your self-pleasure practice, that's going to feel really good. The other piece that you want to look at is your intentions. So how do you want to go about your self-pleasure practice? I believe in slow pleasure, moving away from the goal of orgasm. And guess what? Here's the secret. When you move away from the goal-oriented focus focus of orgasm, you tend to have more orgasms because you're not thinking about it. I promise it seems counterintuitive, but it fucking works and it's magical. So choose your intentions to be 
just to experience pleasure, feel that. Maybe it's to connect with your body. Maybe your intentions are to release some of that energy that feels stuck or to be able to experience more pleasure when you're having penetrative sex with your partner. There's lots of different ways that you can think about setting these intentions for your self-pleasure practice. And then I want you to think about the impact What actually happens? What are the results of having a healthy self-pleasure practice? So guess what? Self-pleasure, as I said, is going to make you feel confident, clarity, creative, passionate, all these things. But it also has an incredible impact on your dating life. So if you are dating and you're not in a committed partnership or relationship, it's going to help you feel more at ease with yourself. And it's going to help you know that you can experience pleasure for yourself and you don't have to wait for somebody else to give that to you. Now, if you are in a committed relationship, a partnership, maybe you have multiple partners, but if you're in some sort of committed relationship, I personally am in a heterosexual monogamous relationship, I believe that there is so many benefits from each of us having a healthy self-pleasure practice. Some of those benefits are Again, we're releasing some of those stuck energies and emotions that I've talked about so that when we have sex, you're already in a more receptive state. It already feels so good. So that's one benefit. Another benefit is that you know what feels good. You can have that connection to yourself so that when you're making love to your partner, you can sigh and moan and ease into the things that feel good. Or you can say, yes, baby, that feels great. Can you go a little bit slower? Or baby, I love when you touch me like this. Based on your self-pleasure practice, you will know how you want to experience pleasure with your partner, and you'll probably be a little bit more confident communicating, but that's a whole nother story, so we'll come back to that. So as you are reflecting on your self-pleasure practice, again, always start with your purpose. Why do you want to do it? What are your intentions? How do you want to go about that? And what results, what impact is that going to have on your life and on your relationships? So let's talk a little bit about how do we actually go about having a self-pleasure practice? What should that look like? Because for most of us, it's probably grab the vibrator, stick it down your pants, or get ready right before bed, have have your quickie little orgasm, feels amazing, and that's it. Or, you know, maybe you're going to like jerk one off really quick to get a quick release, a quick orgasm. There's nothing wrong with that. And what's your purpose of having a healthy self-pleasure practice? So starting to shift that, talking about all the things, reflecting on the things that are important to you will help you come up with a different process for your self-pleasure practice. So whenever we are starting our self-pleasure practice, I always believe in setting the intention. So again, you may just feel like a quick orgasm and you need a release and that feels like something that you want. That could be your intention and that's okay. Again, if you want something that is deeper, dropping you in, connecting you with more soul-centered sexuality... Set an intention, and that could be something as simple as, I just want to focus on my breath and feeling pleasure. That's a beautiful intention to have, and then that's also going to help you remove that goal of orgasm. So you can really just focus on dropping into your physical body, dropping into that energetic flow and feeling pleasure. So once you have decided to what your intention is to set your intention, the next thing I always recommend doing is to prepare your space. So it is really hard to drop into pleasure when you have kids running around and phone ringing and text messages going off and emails dinging. So take some time to really honor and prepare your space. Your pleasure is sacred and it's something that is so, so, so special to you. So making time to honor your space just as you are going to honor your physical body. 
So I always like to put my phone on do not disturb. I will go as far as lighting some candles, making sure the bed is really nice. I've got nice lights, like dimly lit, and it just, it smells good. It feels good. That's something that feels really good to me. So what's something for you that you can do to prepare your space so that you're free of distractions and you can drop into pleasure? So once you've prepared your space, you have kind of removed any distractions, you've set your intention, let's start to talk about how much time do we want to prepare for our self-pleasure. As we get into touch and breath and sound and all of the things, let's start off by considering how we experience pleasure. So men, cock owners, tend to experience pleasure from the inside out. So as soon as their cock is hard, they want you to lick it, suck it, fuck it, play with it, touch it. So for men, their self-pleasure practice doesn't have to have as long of a time frame because as soon as they're feeling an erection or that energy center uh, start to turn on, they can start to pleasure themselves that way. For us women, we tend to experience pleasure from the outside in. So that means warm yourself up, play with your hair, run your fingers across your skin, touch your breasts, which are an extension of your heart space, rub oil all over your body and slowly work your way down into your pussy so that you are feeling fully receptive and open. It takes women about 45 minutes, yes, you heard that correct, 45 minutes to be in a state of fully open and receptive pleasure. It takes our body time to warm up. So if your self-pleasure practice is a three-minute romp with your vibrator, you are doing yourself a disservice. You are not even touching the full amount of pleasure that your body is capable of. If your sex is lasting shorter than 45 minutes, schedule a call with me. We'll talk about that. That's a whole separate thing. And we'll make sure that you are getting the sex that you desire and you deserve. So look at your time frame When you are setting your self-pleasure practice, I think no less than 20 minutes 40 minutes, 40 minutes is better and an hour is even best so that you can really set, set your intention, drop in, start to feel your body, experience the pleasure that you're capable of, and then give yourself some time to integrate afterwards. So as you have prepared your space, set your intention, consider the time block. Make sure you have enough time to experience this type of pleasure. And also know that as you're stepping into this new pleasure, it may feel a little bit uncomfortable. So you may want to give yourself a little bit of extra time just to experience some of that discomfort that may come along with not rushing to the goal of orgasm. So three ways that we start to move our sexual energy and start to experience pleasure is through breath, sound, and movement. So as you are starting your self-pleasure practice, you may want to do some movement, gentle movement to start to feel what feels good in your body. So maybe that's an undulation of your hips and your spine. It's rolling your shoulders back, maybe rolling your neck, wiggling your toes, touching your fingertips together, running your hands across your body. Just start to bring awareness to your physical body. Movement is a beautiful way to do that. The next component I want to talk about is breath. Again, we started this episode by breathing really deeply and expansively all the way down into your pelvic floor. So this is for both men and women. We tend to be really shallow breathers. We only breathe up into our chest. We rarely breathe into our bellies and even less breathe into our sex centers. So I want you to think about your inhalations and your breathing to be expansive, to expand everything out. And here's what you can do. You can take two fingers and stick it on your perineum. So for men, this would be 
behind your balls between your asshole and for women this is in between the opening to your vagina and your asshole so feel your perineum and I want you to take a really deeply expansive breath so as you expand your breath you should feel your pelvic floor muscles expand out and push against your fingers on your exhales think about lifting your pelvic floor muscles so cock owners this would be imagine taking your balls to your belly button for your pussy owners you're thinking about breathing up and lifting your pelvic floor muscles so you will feel that with your fingers as you touch yourself so take a few of these deeply expansive breaths as you are starting your self-pleasure practice. So you're inhaling to expand and you are exhaling to lift and running that energy up the back of your spine. So inhale, energy runs down your front into that expansive space. Exhales, lift that energy up the back of your spine. So when you think about your breath and this movement, you want to start to think that as you're self-pleasuring, you can breathe into pleasure. You can breathe into maybe places that feel tightness or tension, which we'll get into as we actually start talking about touch, but your breath will help you drop in. So the breath is the king of the brain. The brain's the king of the body. The more that we can use our breath to control our nervous system and drop into that parasympathetic state, we will be more relaxed and we can feel the pleasure that exists within our bodies. So we've talked about movement, we've talked about breath. My other favorite thing to talk about when it comes to experiencing pleasure and moving our sexual energy is sound. So how many of you have ever watched a porn or seen it on TV? You hear the uh, 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 kind of like fake sounds. So that's not what sex needs to sound like. Sex can be wild and messy and it can cover the entire range of emotions. And guess what? When you're self-pleasuring, this is the best way to connect with all of your pleasure, all of this energy that exists within you. So sound is a way to expand and amplify your pleasure. When you can breathe deeply, think about an audible exhale. So if you breathe in, make a sound on your exhale. (sighs) Actually make a sound will help you amplify it. And our for the women's bodies, our throat mirrors our cervix and our vagina. So if our throat is open, our cervix and our vagina will be more open to experience pleasure. So sound is a beautiful way to amplify it. You may want to yell. You may want to cry. You may want to scream. You may want to laugh. Let whatever energy is moving through you out. And the more that you can make those sounds to amplify what you are feeling, it will also amplify your pleasure. So sounds saying things like, yes, that will help you move. And it will also tell your body and your brain that you are experiencing pleasure. So as we are starting our process, we want to, again, kind of recap here, prepare your space, remove distractions, having your attention set, And also make sure that your time frame is blocked. Remember that you're going to use your breath and your sound and movement to really start to expand your sexual energy. So let's talk about touch. Most people, when they are self-pleasuring and masturbating, they go, again, right to that sex center. It's like, hi, my pussy wants to be touched, but whoa, let's pump the brakes. We're coming back to the intention of slow pleasure. So whether or not you are a cock owner or a pussy owner, I'm going to encourage you to slow down your touch. Putting your hands on your heart and taking a few deep breaths and breathing into that space to start is a great way to start touch in your physical body. I love spending time with our breasts, massaging your breasts. You can massage oil on your body or even your arms and your shoulders. But remembering that our breasts are an extension of our heart space. So especially for women, as you're taking the time to self-pleasure, don't forget to give your girls some love uh, because that's your heart space. That's that really beautiful 
open space where we are giving love from our physical bodies. So making sure you're touching every inch of your body. So as you are touching yourself, there's a couple of different types of touch that you can play with. Now, I love to think of this in terms of the different elements of the earth. So our four types of touch. Number one is air. Air is beautiful. It's like that soft kind of tickling sensations and touch across your skin, lightly rubbing your fingertips across, or maybe it's even actually blowing on your skin. That can be be really pleasurable. The second touch to talk about is water. So this is going to be long, smooth strokes that are starting to really start to move that energy and feel like water is rushing over your skin. It's a beautiful way. Or if you want to actually pour water on your skin, that's another great way to start to experience pleasure. The other touch is earth. So that's going to be really solid grounding, maybe pushing pressure against a part of your body or your chest. And so feeling that earth is going to be very solid touch. And then one of my favorites is fire. Fire is going to be that more intense. It could be a spanking. It could be scratching or biting. It's that little bit higher intensity type of energy. And this is another great way to start to experience touch. So those four types were air, water, earth, and fire. So as you're exploring different ways to touch yourself, remember there's no wrong way to do it. Starting by slowing down, touching other types of your body first before you move directly to your sex center. And try to slow down. Again, we said we're removing the goal of orgasm. We're removing that goal-oriented perspective so you're, you have no rush. There's nowhere to get to. People are like, oh, I got to get going or I got to get turned on. Well, you're not going anywhere. You're just going to be. So using your touch as a way to really start to get curious and slow down. So let's talk a little bit for my pussy owners, my yoni owners. One of my favorite things to use our self-pleasure for is a process called yoni mapping. So if you start to think about the entrance to your vagina like a clock, you can use yoni mapping to experience different types of sensation. So you can use your fingers to literally go around the the hours of the clock, the entrance of your vagina, and start to feel different sensations. As you're touching yourself, you'll notice different sensations. You will notice places of tense tightness. You may notice hypersensitivity that's kind of nervy and maybe intense to touch. Um, You may notice numbness. And of course, you're going to notice places of juicy, delicious pleasure. So yoni mapping is a beautiful way to start to get to know where your pleasure exists within your body. And again, honor it. If there's something that feels tight or tense or hypersensitive, just love it. Send love, send gratitude to your body, breathe into that space. And so as you are moving through this process and feeling what your body feels like, if you experience hypersensitivity, if you experience tightness, um, if you feel numbness, don't immediately skip over that space, but instead think about how can you apply a little bit more intense pressure, breathing into that, maybe contracting your pelvic floor muscles, holding your breath for a few seconds, and then gently releasing and applying a lighter touch over that same area will start to awaken your body to sensation. Now, for most of us women, our cervixes are very sensitive places. And so when we go really When we go really deep with our pleasure, it can be really challenging to start to feel that pleasure and sensation in our cervix. So our cervix is this beautiful space that we may want to warm our touch up with. So if it at first feels really sensitive, just lighten your touch on your cervix and start to feel in from there. So this is a process with yoni mapping. Again, you're not reaching for the goal of orgasm. You're just trying to get to know what feels 
what your body feels like. And it's not always going to feel good. That's okay. We hold so much stress, so much pressure within our womb space, within the walls of our vagina, that it can feel tight and tense. And just to send love and breathe into that space is a beautiful way to do that with your self-pleasure practice. The other practice that I want to talk a little bit about is a process called edging. So edging is where you are bringing yourself almost up to that point of no return when you're going to reach orgasm and then backing off. So this is especially helpful for my cock owners, my male-bodied individuals who are looking to start to separate orgasm from ejaculation. Edging is a great process to start to learn your, your point of no return because orgasm and ejaculation for men and women are two separate experiences. Remember in the very beginning, I talked about the little boys who grow up hiding their masturbation, experiencing hard, fast pleasure, and reaching those quick orgasms, well, they're also ejaculating. So when we want to retrain that experience to have longer, more ecstatic type of sexual experiences, it's a great way to start to learn how to separate orgasm from ejaculation is by using this edging process. So you would want to set a... a, nice amount of time for you to work in and out of this range and start to slow your touch down. So again, cock owners, it's not always hard, fast stimulation, but start to explore different types of touch, exploring what it feels like to play with your balls, touch your shaft in different ways, starting to maybe run your finger over your asshole. There's so much pleasure there for men and there's a lot of stigma that exists there too. So if you are curious about what that pleasure feels like, that's a beautiful place to start exploring is with yourself in your self-pleasure practice. So that's the process of edging is where you're bringing yourself almost to the point of no return and then backing off. Women can do this as well. It's a great way to start to experience more of that rolling full body type of pleasure for both cock owners and pussy owners. So those are a couple different ways to touch ourselves. The other thing for women to experience is don't only focus on your clit. So yes, the clit is like the pleasure powerhouse for women. There's 8,000 nerve endings in our clitoris and there's a lot of pleasure to be experienced there. But as we're using our self-pleasure practice to move away from the goal of orgasm, we get to experience all these different types of pleasure. So I want you to play with your labia. I want you to gently stroke yourself. I want you to try all these different types of touch. Maybe you do want to try some sorts of anal stimulation and feel what feels great in your body. And as you start to warm this up, you're going to start to awaken your pussy to the pleasure potential that exists there. Again, women, you have up to 45 minutes or longer to really tap into that highest pleasure potential. So you may as well explore and get curious. Maybe you're gonna, you want to explore more of that G-spot pleasure. Maybe you're looking to experience the sensations of squirting. And so being able to play with different types of touch and in different types of ways will help you experience different things. And female ejaculation, also known as squirting, is so pleasurable. Female ejaculation, again, is not an orgasm. So if you are experiencing that gushing or rushing or more expansive fluid, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're orgasming. And that's okay to find that space that feels really good for you and lean into that. So explore your touch. Make sure you have plenty of time to play and explore. I know there's plenty of times where I have set a timer on my phone for 20 minutes. I've got my playlist on. I'm ready to touch myself. And it's like my timer goes off at 20 minutes and I'm not even close to feeling dropped in. So I put the timer on for another 20 minutes and I may go 40 minutes and then I'm just starting to warm up. So give yourself space. Give yourself grace. Now, the other thing that is incredibly important when it comes to our self-pleasure practice is lubrication. So cock 
owners, you are not naturally lubricating like a vagina. So always, it's a great idea to use some sort of lubrication. I'm a big fan of natural coconut oil. Um, MCT oil I like because it, it's liquefied, so it's still coconut oil. It just maintains its liquid form, which is really great. Um, and this is for both men and women. Use lubrication. I promise it makes everything better. Little shout out to my friends over at Woo More Play. This is a great lubrication. It's all natural. It's not going to throw off your natural pH balance for you women. And it tastes like a fucking cupcake. So I'll put my code and my link down in the show notes if you're curious about trying that lube. It's also really fun when you get into partnered sex and oral sex and all the things. So Woo More Play is a great option if you're looking to expand your lubrication. So always, always, always use lube in your self-pleasure practice. I think there should be lube literally on every dresser and every corner of your household because you never know when you might want some lubrication. So absolutely use that. Now, as you have started your self-pleasure practice, I always recommend starting with your hands. Getting to know your physical body is a great way. The other type of pleasure that you can experience is by using self-pleasure tools. So we're going to, I'm going to kindly invite you to place your vibrator in the drawer for at least six 60 days, 90 days would be better, but like put the vibrator away and start to get comfortable touching yourself using your hands. But if you want a tool to assist you in your self-pleasure practice, I'm a big fan of pleasure wands, crystal pleasure wands, glass pleasure wands, uh, ceramic is another way. So being really thoughtful though about what you're putting into your physical body. You want to know that the crystal is ethically sourced, that it's made, that it's it's non-porous, it's healthy, it's all those things. So a couple of my favorite companies to work with, I love working with Anna Lifestyles out of Europe. They have the most beautiful, beautiful, beautiful pleasure wands that are all different shapes and depending upon what you're looking for, what type of pleasure you're looking to experience, they will have different shapes to be able to help you accomplish that. So if you have any questions, let me know. I'm happy to walk you through and find a custom one for you and your goals. The other company I love working with is a company called Deeper Blue Ceramics. They're out of Australia and it's all hand-blown ceramic dildos. They're stunning. They're beautiful colors. They're all individual. They're all handmade and the woman who makes them is absolutely lovely. So if either of those are interesting to you or you have other companies that you love working with, there are some great options out there. So I'll put all the links that I have that I personally love working with in the show notes. If you have any questions, I'm again, so happy to help you. So let's go back to our process of self-pleasure here. We're going to start with reflecting your purpose, your intention, your impact. Why are you doing this in the first place? You're going to set your intention for the practice. So maybe it's to just connect with your breath and feel pleasure. Maybe it's to focus on experiencing pleasure away from the goal of orgasm, whatever your intention is. Then you're going to prepare your space, remove your distractions, and set a time frame that's going to give you enough time to drop into your self-pleasure practice. You're going to use breath, movement, sound to be able to start to move and connect with your sexual energy. And you're going to take plenty of time exploring slow pleasure, touching yourself in different ways, getting curious what feels really good. What energy do you need to release and let go of? So when you can use your self-pleasure practice, this is the way to deeply connect with soul-centered sexuality, to deeply connect with your higher self. And at the end of your self-pleasure practice, I always recommend reflecting. What came up for you? Is there a particular emotion that was really present? Maybe there was anger. Maybe there was sadness. Maybe there was joy. But what 
what actually came up for you and what types of touch felt really good. When you can start to pay attention to that touch that feels really good for you, then you can start to then communicate that to the people that you're actually having sex with. So it's a great way to start to understand. And you may find that one way, one day, a certain type of touch, maybe that fiery touch felt really good. And then another day, it's that light, soft, airy touch. So getting curious, exploring, reflecting on your self-pleasure practice. So again, this is a whole journey to reframe and rewire our bodies to experience self-pleasure and to move away from some of those societized perspectives or past programming that we've grown up with. So your self-pleasure practice is sacred. It's beautiful. It is your divine birthright to experience pleasure. So I highly recommend setting a self-pleasure practice. This could be three times a week. This could be once a week. This could be once a month. Whatever feels like it's something that you can do. I love twice a week. That's what works really well in my schedule when I'm not having sex with my partner. So I love to at least prioritize two times a week of self-pleasure for no less than 20 minutes. Again, an hour is best if you can make that happen. But set a self-pleasure practice for the next 30 days, the next 60 days, the next 90 days, and say, what are you going to commit to for your self-pleasure practice? And hold yourself accountable to that. Make Put it on your calendar. Make sure you're prioritizing it. If you're in a partnered relationship, communicate it to your partner so you don't feel like you're going to have interruptions or distractions and making that commitment to yourself because you should make your pleasure a priority. Now, if you loved this episode, I have so much information. You can also download my free guide to self-pleasure. I will also add that link in the bottom of the show notes. And if this feels like a lot for you and you want a deeper connection with your body, a deeper connection with your pleasure, please reach out to me. You can either connect with me via email. You can schedule a free discovery call. You can always reach me on Instagram. Let's schedule a call. Let's set up a deeper coaching session so that we can dive in. We can work through those past beliefs that you have and help you come up with a process and a a practice that feels so good to you so that you can connect with your own soul-centered sexuality. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much to our guides for holding this space. And I can't wait to connect with you soon. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you loved this episode, I deeply appreciate you subscribing and leaving a five-star review. Come join me online at soulsaturations.com or follow me on Instagram at soulsaturations. Feel free to slide into my DMs anytime and let me know what you love, what resonates, or any questions that you might have. And remember, only you can activate the light within.